Hello and welcome to another episode of Downton Gabby, where we analyze Downton Abbey from a funny feminist Belmouth perspective. We will be talking about season five, episode eight. We only have one more episode left. Lots of exciting stuff happened. Hints of sparkly headbands. We have a lot to talk about. I'm Shannon in Oakland. I'm Brandy in Los Angeles. And I'm Teresa in Brooklyn. So we, we've been dying for a wedding all season and we finally got one. I'm so happy to say. And um, what, did, what did you guys think? There was a lot of chatter about the registry and the blessing and the this and the that. And it was a little confusing to know what was happening when. Yeah, and I was hoping we were actually going to see a rabbi and have to like watch everyone awkwardly see some sort of ceremony, but we didn't really get that. We didn't. It just I had an implication that it sort of happened and now they're having a party. Well, they didn't They didn't actually have a rabbi. That's why they got married at City Hall, so to speak. Because... Right, but I assumed that was who was going to do some sort of blessing later. The blessing was within, in the church. Oh, God. See, I'm so confused. Yeah, see, it was confusing. <laughs> well, because because as Lord Sindaby, I guess, explained to us, she couldn't be blessed in the synagogue because she's not Jewish. Um, so they just were like, okay, screw the synagogue. We're going to be blessed and not do any sort of Jewish thing whatsoever? Right. That's what it seemed like. Okay. But it's, it seems like at that time... Uh, with the aristocracy, the Jewish wedding is actually going to the registry office because they were talking about a Rothschild that also got married that way. So when Jewish ladies marry into the nobility, you get married at City Hall. Okay. Well, and you, she got to wear two outfits. She so did. I got nervous because she was, you know, in the very beginning showing off her trousseau and she did that twirl just like Sybil mm -hmm. showing off her pants outfit. And I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> Julian loves his Downton Deja Vu. Does this mean she's going to die by the end of the episode? I did get, I got a little nervous. I don't think so. Well, she didn't. She made it through. So that right. was good. Now let's, let's talk about the clothes because I think it's very important. Um, her, her blue suit for the registry, I didn't care for that much. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, didn't it's a little mm -hmm. dowdy, right? Yeah. But but the gown that she wore and that crazy headpiece, I loved. That was beautiful. No, yes. I mean the registry outfit looks like something that Queen Elizabeth would wear now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I know, but I mean, it seems to be the fashion based off of the also sort of uh, loose moo moo like quality of the dress she was uh, trying on for everyone that they insisted was so chic. So this is the thing about fashion. Sometimes we're brainwashed into thinking the latest thing is attractive when it really isn't. Right. It, it isn't. But I think that her headpiece during her um, blessing and party really makes up for the dearth of sparkly headbands elsewhere. Because she was yeah. sporting not one, but I think four sparkly headbands in one. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's why I said hint of sparkling headbands. We're getting a lot of like necklace around the forehead, which... I don't love as much as the sparkly headband. Well, this is the season of the hat. We've yeah. already established that. And there were more glorious feathers on this one, on this episode as well. Yes. And Edith is, you know, she's got her groove back because she's dressing great. She's jolly, as jolly as she wants. And yeah, things are turning around for Edith. Where was Rosamond? I don't know. I guess she's she's not invited. Maybe Cora's still mad at her. 
They're in London, and Rosamond is not at any of their dinners or parties. I was a little confused about that. But Tony and Mabel get invited. That yes, Tony and Mabel were there. And by the way, Mabel, to me, looked a little less, uh, you know, fabulous. Mm, well, I think they're going to have a boring marriage, unfortunately. Yeah, totally. Well, we already know he's bad in bed, so <laughs> good luck, Mabel. That's right. Don't honeymoon in Liverpool, honey. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait. Okay, before we move on totally from Rose, I want to talk about this this caper at the bachelor party, which is uh, reminiscent of last season's thing with the letter that they had to get from the card sharp and everything yeah. else. Yeah. Oh, so I kind of like when they do these little capers, but like how how in the end does she not actually want to know who her enemy was? Uh, yeah, exactly. Like I was thinking, was Larry Merton invited to this bachelor party? Because who would be a big enough asshole to do something like that? And why would she ever want this person in her home in the future? Totally. Yeah. And just believe her dad when he's like, oh, you don't know whoever it was. Like, what? <laughs> why would someone you don't know do this to you? And it's like, this is the thing that so many males on the show do to the women. They're like, it's better if you don't know. And they just go with it. It's ugh, very annoying. Yeah. Or I can't tell you, but you'd agree with me if, you, if I did. Yeah. yeah. Well, also, well, Mary pulls that trick, too. She least. does. It's true. She does. But yeah, Rose is just like, la-di-da, la-di-da. Everything's wonderful. I don't need to know anything bad. I just, just, it seems like she should know because I don't get the feeling that Lady Flincher's never going to do anything shitty again. Like, I feel like you should be prepared. Yeah. You should know if your mom is your enemy or not. Yeah. Exactly. But who knows? Maybe she'll fade into the background. I don't know. Well, are we going to see much of Rose and Atticus next season? I, I'm honestly a little confused about who's going to be in the show next season. Right. Where are they going to live? I don't know, actually. What, they would live with his family, actually, the way these things go. They would live with the Cindabees. Yeah, because they just bought some impressive manor that they right. were talking about, right? Right. They would live at Cindy Manor, whatever it's called. Yes. So awkward to live with your in-laws. But that's what you did. You married into the noble family of some kind, and then that's where you lived. Cora went to live with the mm -hmm. dowager. And, yeah. You know, until I guess she had kids, and then the dowager has to move out, I believe. Well, I'm okay with that if it means we can see more of Atticus's mom next season. Ah, she's awesome. She's so good. She had such a good zinger on this one. She and Cora are so good with the Jewish jokes. I'm telling you. They're both, they're both aces. I, know. I just want to see the two of them like having a nosh together and like talking about <laughs> yeah. what no one else will listen to them about. Yeah, seriously. That's pretty I funny. totally wish that she was Mary's mother-in-law, though, because Mary's a little out of control right now, and she could use a little sass opponent and so part of me is like uh i wish she was mary's mother-in-law yeah because rose doesn't really need to be kept in check no although i mean are we supposed to forget that we know she's totally not a virgin <laughs> yeah can we talk about that a little bit i mean maybe twice over so yeah what do we all think about this i mean we don't have definitive proof because you know you cannot prove whether or not someone is a virgin because right. it's a social construct as we know so what do we, we, we think she's had sex, don't we? Well, when we first meet her, she's shacked up with that married guy in yeah. the apartment and they haven't left for days. 
And then they, they go <laughs> they to this jazz cards <laughs> where they basically have like after sex glow all over their faces. So yeah. I mean, the tip has definitely been in, but I think the whole thing has been in. And I think maybe two dicks. At the same time? No. <laughs> Although, I bet Mary would be kind of into that. She's she's thinking. Oh, my God. Here's what, what I think. Wait. I think Atticus is a very nice young man, and he probably never even asked her. And we can just call it a lie of omission. Mm-hmm. But it's like Mary and Tom know, because they're the ones that went and got her. Well, who's going to talk about it? Yeah, circle the wagons and all that. They're not going to talk I'm about it. I'm just saying, there was a lot of people trying to sabotage this wedding, and no one stated the obvious. True. Oh. I love this wolf pack of women that are coming in to, to support all the other women and not let anybody hurt them, you know? And no, I'd totally be like, he doesn't need to know. It's If anything, he'll be pleasantly surprised that it's not horrible the first time. So Yeah, I bet she's got skills. Oh, yeah. I he seems like that. a modern guy. He would be down with that. <laughs> he's probably going to be terrified the first time. I think he's probably a virgin. I don't know. He seemed pretty cool with that hired lady. He's like, mm. no, not tonight, sweetie. It's um, <laughs> not going to happen tonight. He was yeah, pretty practiced. I agree. I agree. Yeah. All right. Yeah. No virgins on this wedding night then. No, I don't think so. Uh, well, you know, best of luck to them both. I love Mary's line to Tony where she was like, you were there for me when I needed you. And as, so I tweeted, you know, girl, get a vibrator instead of a boyfriend. They're a lot less drama. I mean, she was just like, I needed to get fucked. So I appreciate it, but not interested. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure he loved that. Tony. I think we're done with them. They become less and less interesting with every episode. But I do love this next generation of Downton. All these young people coming to the parties and their mm-hmm. their lovers, lovers quarrels and they're playing cards and they're drinking cocktails. Like, I really like the youthful energy. So that's why I'm nervous everybody's going to leave. And it's going to be back to just like, you know, Mary stomping around the house a lot. Oh, maybe we'll have time to get to know some of those maids downstairs who just stand around being scandalized all the time. I think it's been very upstairs heavy, actually. Yeah, it has I think been really been, upstairs heavy. Yeah, I don't think we've got, aside from Daisy, whose storyline has been fabulous. I mean, I'm not even going to mention the Mr. Green storyline because it doesn't even merit any comment. But um, <laughs> yeah, but we haven't had too much going on downstairs. I don't, I don't feel like anyway. So yeah, I mean, there was Thomas's thing. We just haven't had anything we've been enthusiastic about talking about because yeah. it's been all just very glum down there. Mm-hmm. Well, Mrs. Patmore has been crying over this nephew we've never even met. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all season. It's yeah. like the most boring storyline you could ever come up with. Thank God, I think it's over now because she got the damn plaque. So <laughs> all will be validated. Although I did enjoy Miss Denker. So Miss Denker is bringing. <laughs> I mean, that woman is sassy. Every line, if you just like listen to it and you just don't even think about what show you're watching, you think she's like trying to get this guy to go to an orgy with her around the corner at <laughs> no. some rave. Like, let's do Molly, let's go to this underground basement club. Like, it's scandalous. She used the word diddums. <laughs> Dirty. Stop me in my tracks. Poor diddums. <laughs> And the whole luggage thing, the whole luggage caper. Oh, Spratt needs to try harder than that. Yeah, he, he needs on. to up his game. 
I tweeted that they're secretly on a reality show called Top Servant, where they're fighting to the death, and they have all these challenges we don't even know about. They are both losing. Yeah, they (laughs) are losing. They are both losing. And okay, um, so what's the deal with this new footman? Is he just a temporary one episode footman? Uh, we'll see, I guess. It sounded like probably. Well, Brandy, people were really rooting for you on Twitter that you were going to get your <laughs> steamship, steamy love with this new footman. I mean, there was a little flirtiness going on. It was Maybe pretty hot. a little, but I mean, he also called himself Uncle Thomas, which is yeah. just kind of like, now you've, now you've entered skeevy territory. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As soon as he said Uncle Thomas, I was like, mm, I don't think so. <laughs> hey, that's maybe that's their down. pet name. You don't know. Yeah, he doesn't do much for me, this new footman. All right. Well, holding out for boyfriend okay. for Barrow. Boyfriend for boyfriend yes. Barrow. Um, I did want to say that in terms of the younger generation, I and I, I love that they went out to lunch to rules. And I also love that Mary was like a little bit nice to Edith. A little? Only a little bit. Only a little. So I was really bummed that the lunch got ruined by those stupid photographs because I just wanted to see them sitting around, dishing about the old days, having a good time. Mary and Edith may be nice to each other for five minutes, but no, there has to be drama there too, which just pissed me off. It's like my plans had been ruined. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, Mary Zinger in the beginning, it's like Edith invented motherhood. Well, she's at least trying it out, you know? You, You know, you're have your child in front of you, but you're talking to someone else. I mean, she's literally the world's worst mom. (laughs) Oh, little kids are so boring, though. (laughs) I have to side with Mary on this one. (laughs) But to me, I feel like it's starting to get really weird. Like, all the Matthew years don't even matter. You know? I mean, either she's avoiding the kid because he reminds her too much of Matthew, or I would think she'd want to feel close to the kid because that's the only thing of Matthew she has. And she's totally, like, reverted back from all the growth she did with Matthew. And it's just starting to feel really jarring to me. It's like, did any of that even happen? You're worse than you were season one. I feel like there is a thing where Julian is trying to sort of reassure the viewer that this is the this is a normal way of things. Like, even Tom and Rose agree that this is just kind of how parenthood is done among their set. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think that Mary is unusual. I think that's just how it goes. And I'm sure that in Cora's generation, too, those three little girls would be paraded around and then taken away. Right, but she just doesn't even really talk to her kid. I mean, the others are talking, you know, at least holding the child for a little bit. You know, I mean, Edith's like full-on attachment parenting. (laughs) She wants to be holding that child all the time. But I don't know. I just... I feel like Mary's turned into a bit of a monster this season and she's it's hard to it's hard to speak up for her lately. Mm-hmm. Is it is it just me you guys or does Marigold look like she's not quite right? <laughs> she's a um a blank looking child. Let's say that. Yeah, she doesn't seem engaged with the world in any way, you know? Like when Cora's like she's a dear little thing. I'm like her. Yeah. <laughs> like, she's like she's really she always looks kind of i don't know what the correct way of expressing this is but daft daft she's a daft little thing she's just not there i don't know well hopefully next season they'll be recast with a slightly older kid and we can 
stop. I don't know. Yeah, she freaks me out a little bit too. Yeah. Right. <laughs> she really does. What did you guys think about this big reveal that Lord Grantham has figured it out? A, shocking that he's, you know, put anything together on his own. Yes. But B, That's that shocking. he just wasn't upset after so many temper tantrums this season. I don't know. He's had some kind of personality overhaul in the last couple episodes because, yeah, he was very compassionate to Cora about the painting stuff, which, like, even though we knew he'd, you know, forgiven her, now all of a sudden he's saying, I never should have had to forgive you in the first place. I, I was the one in the wrong. Since when does he do that? And he's buying plaques for people. Yeah. And, and he's like, oh, a bastard grandchild? That's cool. <laughs> like, <laughs> what? Well, who is this very, very calm man? I have two pet theories. Number one is Isis died and he's gone into some sort of shock, basically, because of that. Or right. Dr. Clarkson has changed his medication. <laughs> I suggested brain tumor. Brain tumor is also possible. Brain tumor. Yeah, I mean, it does kind of worry me. Like, this is, it's similarly worrying to me as last season when all of a sudden the Dowager, they kept mentioning that she was tired and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, any kind of sort of shift in a character's personality makes me worried that it's a signal that they're about to have, like, a grand exit. So mm -hmm. I really hope that we don't have, like, a happy wedding, la la la. Now we're all going to go out shooting on the next episode. And then someone's no. going to shoot him or he's going to have a heart attack or something. I no. don't know. You know what I think it is? I think it's just that, you know, someone, I don't want to name names, Julian Fellows, was writing this and just needed the plot to go this way. So he's like, okay, suddenly we're going to make Robert behave completely differently because this is how we need the narrative to go. And that wouldn't be the first time that that happened. Like he looked around and he was like, oh, shit, season's almost over. I got to wrap some of this stuff. <laughs> yeah. Or... Maybe he writes himself into that character in Carson, which I believe he probably does. And he's like, oh, man, I got to redeem him because I've got to redeem myself. So I'm yeah. going to make him really wonderful. Mm -hmm. It's possible. I do think Julian Fellows thinks he's Carson. Seriously. I think he's a mix of Carson and Lord Grantham. And now, you know, with the latest Anna storyline, it's like, why do we have to keep punishing Anna and Edith? Like, why can't they never be happy for very long? Like, what's his deal? Why does he hate them? Well, this whole, mm. like, sending Anna to jail thing, I think everyone just, like, exploded watching that. That was It's so ridiculous. dumb. And I just, I just bet that he was sitting there going, oh, my God, this is great. It's going to be a role reversal. She's in his place. He's in her place. Like, it was totally clever, and it's just down deja vu again. Like, I do not want to see that prison set ever again. Uh, I, no. Yeah. Unless Anna's going to make, like, a best friend, other criminal in there, and we're going to have, like, <laughs> a full-on lesbian prison musical. Like, that's the whole thing. And then she gets hired on as a ladies' maid, because all ladies' maids are criminals. <laughs> right? They're all boozing, gambling, stealing, soap-placing criminals. <laughs> Anna should be a murderer, because then she would have the right qualifications to be a ladies' maid on this show. Yes. Totally. True. Maybe oh. when you're in prison, instead of saying, I'm going to make you my bitch you say i'm gonna make you my lady's maid <laughs> <laughs> no there's only one way that they can redeem the storyline and that is if mosley is secretly an assassin and he has come in and he killed vera and he killed mr green and he is living an amazing 
dual life. Other than that, this storyline is shit, Julianne. No one cares. Don't punish a rape victim by making her go to jail and learn how to write a better storyline. If that Mosley storyline was true, if that was like the long con and really, because you know he had a huge crush on Anna mm -hmm. and now he's just been mm -hmm. like, once he re resigned himself that he couldn't have her, he dedicated his life to trying to make her happy and has been trying to remove obstacles and punish people who hurt her. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, Brandy, yeah. you're hired. <laughs> Yeah, that's it, obviously. That's it. We've solved it. It's, it's so sad because, you know, the Downton will never do a long con or any sort of slow reveal ever, ever, ever. There will never be a surprise in the storyline. We will never find out Rosamond is Edith's mother ever, ever, ever. <sighs> yeah. But um, we, there were some interesting uh, perspectives on whether or not this Anna going to jail thing is sort of victim blaming or if it's just bad storytelling because... I mean, like, you, you had brought up, Teresa, that, like, a, a real victim-blaming storyline would have, like, blamed her for the attack in the first place, which, right. thankfully, this never did go mm -hmm. that way. Right. Um, but now the fact that it just, like, that this won't go away, and it's as if now she's only defined as a rape victim for the rest of her life, that feels very problematic to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you could, you could, you could say that he's punishing her for something that isn't her fault because he's making some grand statement about women's rights that he doesn't understand in any way at all, which is why he's written it this way. But I don't know. I just think it's got some something to do with thinking that he's very clever about sending Anna to jail this time. Yeah. Right. Which is just not, it's, eh. Totally. I think that what's really bothering me about the Anna and Edith storylines is like, it's basically he's saying some people just can't ever be happy. They're just tragedy magnets. No matter what they do to try and be good people, the world is against them. And that's really disempowering, especially because there's only female characters that seem to have this happen to them. Right. So are you, well, and Thomas. Who's gay. So yeah. Something. Right. Yeah. So. So are you worried that Edith won't be able to stay happy that like Marigold's going to fall off a bridge or something next okay. episode? Yeah. Yes, because he won't let them be happy. Hmm. I don't know why he thinks that people are only one way. People are only tragic. And especially that these people, despite Thomas, obviously Thomas is kind of conniving and evil, evil sometimes, but Edith and Anna are genuinely really good people most of the time. All of the time, pretty much for Anna. You know, so I, it's, it's a really strange message that he's sending. Right. I think part of it is the nature of writing a soap, but it is uh, striking how some characters get to have their moment and other characters don't really. Right. So. Well, you all know my feelings and why I think it's fucked up that Mary is the poster child of the Grantham. So. <laughs> well, and I, I did like a, what this episode did a little bit of making her sort of realize that she's not always going to have this position. She's not like the family's not going to always sit around listening to her quips in the library. Like things will change. And I don't think she knows how to deal with that, which might be part of the reason she's like reinforcing being really mean to Edith this season and stuff is like clinging to the past because she doesn't want Tom to leave and she doesn't know what to do about romance and all these other things. It's It seems like a defense mechanism in some way. Mm. It's a good point. So do you guys think that the next episode they're going to 
you know, publicly take in Marigold as their grandchild and this is just all going to be fine? Uh, well, no. I mean, I don't know, maybe. They did, they've weathered some scandal before, but that seems like a lot to accomplish in just one episode, but who knows. Yeah, it's just weird that he was so calm about it. Yeah. Well, it's it's the meds, you guys. I'm I'm thinking that um, <laughs> the no, vet really. gave him a little something. The vet, too. <laughs> he's taking Isis's meds. That's it. <sighs> yeah. Um, I I, I want to talk a little bit about the Tom Mary shipping that was going on, mm-hmm. uh, which I do not buy into at all. I rewatched the the scenes of Tom and Mary together, and I do not see any sparks whatsoever. So, could you please explain yourselves? I saw a spark. I I have been vehemently against these two coming together, but there was a scene where there was a little bit of a spark, and maybe it's just the chemistry of the actors. I don't think the storyline's going that way, but I couldn't deny that I saw a spark. I think it's just because. Alan Leach is cuter this season. He's like gotten out <laughs> yes, of his, he is cuter. He's like finally grown out of his last baby faceness and just is cute. So. Yeah, he is cute. Yeah, I don't want them to get together at all, but I don't want him to leave the show either. So, yeah, I mean, you can tell when Mary's flirting. I mean, come on, Mary is a shameless flirter, and she wasn't flirting with him. She was just being like a nice, you know, cousin or sister or something. I, I, I I'm just saying that. what I saw. I'm just okay. I'm just Fine. saying what I saw. I didn't like it, but I couldn't say <laughs> Did it make you uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. like, uh oh, uh oh, don't do that. Don't go there. But there was a spark. So hopefully it was just actor chemistry. Maybe they're boning off stage. Who knows? Um, <laughs> you know, we'll see. That's possible, I guess. But I learned on Friends that if you're boning in real life, you don't have any chemistry on stage. Mm. (laughs) That's what Friends taught me. Right. That's That's true. That's a good point. So I want to talk about the uh, next week previews uh, at the end of the show. Just apropos of Mary being flirty, they show her in a scene with the actor Matthew Good. I don't know if you guys know Matthew Good. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when she's talking so about tall drink yummy. of water. So yummy. Completely yummy. He's on The Good Wife. He was in Death Comes to Pemberley. He's been on a bunch of things. He I was love... in The Imitation Game. He was in Belle. He had kind of a big year. Yes, exactly. He is so fucking yummy. Yummier than Atticus Aldridge. Okay. Which is mm-hmm. a high yummy Which is a high yummy factor. So yes. if they're bringing in a big name like him, uh, I don't think he's going anywhere. Well, I mean, we we need some fresh blood, so I'm all yeah. I want to see Edith have a flirtation next season, though. Oh, yeah, I for mean, sure. She has just been too sad sack all season. She needs to have a reason to break out those dresses and go back to lunch at that great spot. At Rules. At Rules. Oh, God. And she'll walk in and be like, do you guys have a high chair? Because she can't leave Mary Gold home. <laughs> I know, she's attachment parenting. (laughs) Her dresses are going to have like little spit up stains on them. Oh, if she could have, she would have breastfed that kid till he, (laughs) I mean, till she was three. Yeah, so I'm really, I really have my fingers crossed that Matthew Good is going to be on the show next season. Because he is pretty awesome. But that means that that, um, Finn Polmar might have to leave Good Wife. But maybe not. 
we could have like a, a Mary Crawley and Alicia Floric smackdown. <laughs> yes. Let's introduce time travel in yeah. the last season of Taunton. Absolutely. I think that would be great. Alicia Florek pulls an outlander and gets um, <laughs> sent to mm. 1924 England where she encounters Mary Crawley. That would be amazing. Wouldn't that be great? It would be super great. Other predictions? I'm wondering if, I don't know exactly how long it is till Christmas, how long we're flashing ahead, but... Will we get to see Daisy take these exams she keeps talking about? She postponed leaving her mm -hmm. London plans. Mm -hmm. But as much as I also don't want her to leave the show, I don't want the character to not follow her dreams. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm torn as well. I mean, it's hard to imagine the show without Daisy, but I mean, obviously, we want her to go after her dreams and maybe run for a government position someday. <laughs> yes, absolutely. In the Labor Party. And what about Mrs. Hughes and Mr. Carson? Yeah, they've barely been on it the last couple episodes, except for to sort of like stand in the background when the police are there, right? Mm -hmm. Right. So hopefully they have something to do. Well, there's the whole special. the home buying thing, which doesn't really get mentioned again. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with that. I don't know. They've been kind of boring, so I'm not that... Well, this is why I'm hoping that we spice it up a little in the Christmas special. Not in a sexual way. But guys, I just really wish that Mosley could run off to a liberal arts college because he just wants to talk about everything. He wants to go to museums. He wants to read books. I mean, this poor guy would just thrive. <laughs> like Oberlin or... or yeah. Yeah. All of those Maybe small schools. Maybe he and Daisy can go to college together. Well, there has been these scenes where it's him and Baxter and Daisy. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. And I'm like... Is he going to get together with Daisy? No. No. They're no. just going to like get together with Baxter and then Daisy will be like their honorary daughter and they'll all move to the farm. and. You know, yeah. he can't even get the book group going with Daisy. I don't think there's <laughs> going to be anything like, you know, dirty going on. Yeah. But Baxter's all, I'll go to the museum with you. Yeah. So. There was something about putting a ring on it. Did you catch yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah, like, would you like to feel safe or something? And she was like, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Let's just put a ring on it, Mosley. <sighs> yeah, that needs to be resolved, too, because, I mean, I really like Mosley. I'm really very fond of Mosley and his character. And he's I, very much needed. That levity is needed. He's hilarious. And also, I like his sort of wistful, like, if we'd only had some money, I would have gone to school and gotten a real education and... Mm-hmm. Totally. Well, so is it confirmed that there's only one more season of Downton Abbey? Oh. Uh, that's been the rumor. Really? Yeah. Wouldn't it be great if the final image is just Mosley has finally gotten his book club? <laughs> and he opens his book <laughs> to the circle of people and he just begins to read. And then that's <laughs> it. No, with Julian, it would be probably more like that episode of The Twilight Zone where the guy's left alone on Earth with all the books and then takes his glasses. Oh, wait, no, that was so sad. <laughs> oh, poor Mosley. Poor Mosley. Um, well, do you guys think that Violet's going to take the prince's offer? Well, not as long as he's married. I mean, as long as they think there's a wife out there, she's not going to do anything. Like, she said as much. Like, it right. sounded to me like she was saying, like, if it wasn't for his wife, I would totally go for it. That's how I read it. 
So anyway. maybe whatever ship she's going to get on and come back when Shrimpy finds her will sink or something. Mm-hmm. That would be Sorry, nice. Sorry I'm wishing death upon a character we've never even met yet. But. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we just really want Violet to get the chance to get it on again. I mean, it's yes. been a long time. She could use some loving. And same for Isabel, who we're not even told whether she's still in contact with Dickie Merton at this point. I mean... I know. She's playing games. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. We have to see what happens next episode, because it was just weird that she was barely even in this episode. Yeah. And and she, she was barely in the episode. Dickie didn't come to the wedding. It was all just kind of like... Eh. I'm worried. Yeah. Yeah. I think she's kind of stupid and stubborn in some ways. Definitely stubborn about this. Like, she's punishing herself and Dickie because of a couple of morons. Like, it just... Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I'm rooting for them. I want... I would love to see their wedding in the final episode. I don't know. They didn't show us much of the next episode. Only Mr. Yum Yum. But... Anything could happen. I and mean, it's like two hours long, too, so this could be a smorgasbord. It's of... two hours? Oh, my God. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> okay. I'm yeah. just going to need to keep the bottle by the couch because <laughs> I'm going to be live tweeting. We had a lot of fun live tweeting last night, and people were coming up with some great spin-off ideas. So we have come up with our top two, and then Miss Brandy will surprise us next week with her fanfic that she writes about the top choice so we are going to tell you our top two um rebecca brinson was on fire last night with her spinoff of lord grantham as an awful pi solving crimes in 1930s england his phrase would be i don't know there's just something about her (laughs) can't quite put my finger on it and uh tom would be his assistant who makes him look good and Shrimpy would be the Scotland Yard inspector who swans in occasionally to help out Lord Grantham and, tough, and Tom with tough cases. Yeah. See, this is good because Shrimpy showed his investigative skills in this episode. And we know he doesn't have any money, so he probably has to get a job. Mm. All right. And then the second of our favorite, which, guys, there was a, it was really hard to pick our favorites. I mean, there were some awesome ones about um, are you smarter than a Downton baby? Obviously, Lord (laughs) Grantham would never win. Um, The Fresh Prince Croggan of Downton Abbey who learns the Carson. I mean, there was a lot of great ones. Um, But this was our second favorite um, from Pistol Crystal 83, that uh, the fam goes broke and Mary and Anna widows move to the U.S. together during World War II without money and Mary realizing that they are now equal. So I think that would be pretty cool, especially, you know, it was really nice. They get to kill off Bates. Oh, yeah. Bates (laughs) is dead. They get to get on a boat. Oh, you love boats. Yeah. Well, and it was nice seeing Mary stand up for Anna. I mean, they do have this sisterly bond to them. So that one is pretty exciting to think about. Um, But there was lots of great suggestions. Those were our top two. Brandy will surprise us with her fabulous fanfic to be read on the next podcast. All right, well, let's do our one fabulous thing. My one fabulous thing is, as we're recording, tomorrow night is the series finale of Parks and Recreation, which had a really good run, but this final season has been so good, it does make me sad that 
I, I feel like they could keep going for a long time. They're so creative. And it just had to give a mention because it's a show about so many of our favorite things. You know, ambitious women, meaningful friendships, breakfast foods, so many beautiful things. So many things. I agree. Yes. Mm-hmm. Such a great show. It's going to be a real loss. It's also a really positive comedy. It's not mean-spirited, and that's mm-hmm. really rare to find these days. Well, guys, I haven't really been ingesting any new pop culture. I've been kind of watching the same shows. A lot of them I mentioned. I've been watching some of the Oscar films, which are really male-centric and just haven't really been yeah. grabbing at me. Um, so I, I went back into the past of something I really enjoyed, which... Uh, we'll be coming back on April 4th, and that is the Outlander series on stars. Oh, yes. And I've read the first two books. They are very long, <laughs> uh, but they're really good. Um, there's a lot of hot sex on the Scottish Highlands. So, um, you know, maybe read it in a private place. Uh, <laughs> oh, Jamie Fraser, take me now. Yeah, it's... But she's such a great main character and it's so fun. I mean, it's a really crazy wild concept that she time travels back to the Scottish Highlands and then falls in love. I mean, it's totally wild, but it works. And if you haven't watched the episode titled the wedding from the first half of season one, do yourself a favor, watch it probably by yourself alone. Cause it's really <laughs> hot, but it is the sexiest scene from the female gaze. And yeah. it's so rare that we see that. And uh, I really enjoy the books. They're a lot of fun. And uh, I can't wait for it to come back on the 4th. Well, my um, my favorite thing, uh, some of you may have seen this because it kind of burned up the internet. But it's something that BuzzFeed did called If Hermione Were the Main Character in Harry Potter. And it's a story that they write called Hermione Granger and the Goddamn Patriarchy. <laughs> so I would definitely, if you're a fan of, Harry Potter, of course, you should definitely check this out, but there's a lot of really good shout outs to a lot of things that have been going on with like sort of feminist commentary, Mm. Um, like not all men, yes, all women. There's like a yes, all witches joke, which is pretty funny. Um, So to find it, you should just search BuzzFeed, Hermione Granger and the Goddamn Patriarchy, and that should take you to the BuzzFeed page. And uh, it made me laugh out loud. I think it's really, really clever. Uh, would you mind posting it, Therese? Because I would yeah. love to read it. Um, but I'm also lazy. So um, if you could post it, that would be <laughs> I will, awesome. I will post it. Uh, it'll be on our Facebook page and in our Twitter feed and on the Tumblr page, too. So people awesome. can find it. Um, but I definitely recommend the words and pictures version, which came out first, rather than the video they turned it into. Love it. That sounds great. And great. Uh, based on popular demand um, from many of you, um, during our break from uh, the seasons of Down Abbey, we will be compiling a list of all of our one fabulous things. So when you get the flu, when you're bored during the summer, you're going through a bad breakup, whatever, <laughs> you have a great list of um, feminist, fun media to imbibe. So we will put that together. Thank you again for listening to another episode of Down and Gabby. We look forward to live tweeting with you all during the finale this Sunday. And you can follow us at Downton Gabby. We're on Facebook at Downton Gabby. And we're on Tumblr at DowntonGabby.tumblr.com. We look forward to talking with you next week for the finale. How many times have I said?